0: And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, and welcome to the weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today, and thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We've got a lot to discuss On today's show, the Islanders fall to the Vancouver Canucks 4-3, a game they really should have won. And we'll talk about that and really what went wrong for this team. And uh, just, you know, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll have a full preview of Saturday afternoon's game against the St. Louis Blues at the UBS Arena. And uh, an Islander who made a heroic comeback after suffering a serious injury is our Islanders' birthday of the day. And just as a clue, this player had two stints with the New York Islanders. If you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, you have a question, you have a comment about something we discussed on the show or a topic you'd like us to talk about, feel free to send us an email. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, We're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles. And you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWarsNYRVSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. And I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. I'll give you some instant insight and analysis and Always great to interact with fans during the game, so please feel free to really get in touch at game time or at any time to talk a little Islanders hockey. So, Islanders fall 4-3 to to the Canucks, and I'll tell you, this game was oh so frustrating for the New York Islanders because this team did not play Islanders hockey. A year ago, two years ago, the first three years, really, under Barry Trotz, if the Islanders took a 3-2 to two lead in the third period with, you know, 15 minutes left in the game, was it? A little less than that, even. A little more than that, rather. 18 minutes left in the game. You take that lead, it's shutdown time. And in this game, it was anything but. In fact, it was quite the opposite. The Islanders really lacking cohesion in this game. And, you know, how do the New York Islanders win? They win by playing solid defense, by limiting the number of chances in those high percentage scoring areas, relying on great goaltending, and, that's, and scoring just enough to pull off the W. Well, look, let's face it. They didn't do that at all in this game. They gave up 38 shots on goal, <clears throat> too many of them from the high-traffic areas. Varlamov, Simeon Varlamov, average at best, again, giving up a goal or two out of the four that you really want back. And then when the Islanders took that 3-2 to lead, instead of shutting things down and playing tight defense, they opened things up. And one other thing I'll add, and we talked about this on yesterday's show. The Vancouver Canucks were dead last in the league on the penalty kill. How many power plays did the Islanders draw in this game? If you said zero, you're absolutely correct. So the Islanders shorthanded twice, no power play opportunities, unable to take advantage of what is arguably Vancouver's biggest weakness in this game. And unfortunately... You know, the Islanders just didn't have that little intangible, that little extra something that carries a team to a 3-2 to win rather than a 3-2 to loss. And some real problems here. I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm a big Barry Trotz fan overall. I mean, his record really speaks for itself. But that doesn't mean that I won't criticize him when I feel that he makes a mistake, and I think he made a a few of them in this game. And one of them, without question, was this. Two minutes left in the game, down by a goal. You pull your goalie. Who is out on the ice? Anthony Bevilier, who granted did score a goal, albeit his first goal in 10 games. Josh Bailey is out there. On the ice. And it, it just didn't make sense. Two minutes left. You're down by a goal. Who do? You, obviously you can't put Matt Barzal out there. Because Barzi was still hurt. And Zidane Charo was still hurt. Neither one of them available. But what line had been so effective throughout the course of the game in the last few games? Gee, maybe that would be Pajot, Palmieri, and Parisei. Why weren't they out there? Why wasn't Anders Lee or Brock Nelson, your two most consistent goal scorers, why weren't they out there? And look, Trotz did call his time out within that last two minutes. So it wasn't like you had to worry, oh, if I put them out there, I won't be able to stop the clock. They stopped the clock and still couldn't get it done, but you got to have your best and most dangerous goal scorers out there. No offense to Josh Bailey, no offense to Anthony Bavillier, but you got to get your best goal scorers out there. And if you don't have those guys out there, Pajot, Palmieri, and Parise, how about Oliver Wallstrom and Kiefer Bellows, guys who at least put the puck on the net? Uh, I, I just don't understand the choices. And and again, offensively, you get the same situation with players who you expect to be big offensive contributors not getting the job done. How many shots on goal did Anders Lee have in this game? Zero. How many shots on goal did Josh Bailey have in this game? Zero. Kiefer Bellows? Zero. One for J.G. Pajot. You gotta shoot the darn puck. Even Kyle Palmieri, who scored in this game, only had the one shot on goal. This team just not getting it done. And Noah Dobson, yeah, he scored again. And he continues to look good offensively. But Dobson still has his moments of indecision and poor play in his own end. And so does Sebastian Aho. And those two guys did cost the Islanders in their own zone at various times during this game. Overall, you know, this is a game the Islanders could have and should have won. And a year ago, they would have won it, but when a push comes to shove, they didn't play Islanders hockey. And giving up 38 shots on goal, and the two penalties they took were the lazy kind of penalties— This game was too wide open, and yeah, okay, you're just coming back from a West Coast trip, the time difference. Yeah, I understand there were reasons why you would not be bringing your A game tonight, but you got to at least play your style. If you are tired and you don't have your A game, keep it simple and go back to basics, and this team did neither of those things. In this game, and that's why it cost them two points. And and I'll say this right now: the Islanders, they're not making the playoffs this year. I, I was reluctant to give up on them, but I'm telling you right now, they are not going to the playoffs this year. We've got more to discuss on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We'll have a full preview of Saturday's game against the St. Louis Blues. We have our Islanders birthday of the day, and a lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. This is the time of year I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right, thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever Protein infused marshmallow. Yes, protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar, they're a treat. And like all built bars, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite. Listen to some of these incredible flavors yummy, cinnamony, churro, coconut marshmallow, my favorite, banana cream pie. So good, they're going to be your new favorite. Most built bars contain 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and four net carbs. But they pack 17 grams of protein, compare that to a candy bar, which will give you 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. At Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. That's promo code lock 15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NHL game, Monday through Friday, with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So the Islanders will host the St. Louis Blues. That's their next game. It comes up on Saturday, a matinee at the UBS Arena And uh, that's a 12.30 p.m. Eastern time start. Not an easy opponent. The Blues, 32-15-6 on the season. Coming off that 5-3 loss to the Rangers uh, at Madison Square Garden. But before that, uh, you know, this was a team that was winning a lot of hockey games. Now they're on the East Coast swing. The Blues... One of those teams that sort of has fallen under the radar as far as national attention concerns. Yeah, they won the Stanley Cup a few years back, but this is a team that still has enough talented pieces to win a lot of hockey games, and they're doing just that. Jordan Binnington uh, and uh, and Ville Huso are the goaltending duo that's gotten most of the starts, and Husso really... Doing an amazing job, a 2.13 goals against average and a 9.31 save percentage. He is 13-4-2 on the season. Jordan Kyrou has a team leading 21 goals and 50 points. Uh, Robert Thomas has 34 assists to lead the team in that department. But you look at the statistics and it's easy to see why St. Louis is among the better teams in the league. They're 4th in the league in goals scored, 7th in the league in goals against. They're special teams, top 5 in both power play and the PK. They're 2nd on the power play, a 26.5% success rate, 5th in the league on the PK, 84.5%. And they are the best shooting team in the league, scoring on 11.6% of their shots on goal. This is a team that has some size, it has skill, and it has depth. And that is the reason that they are in second place right now in the Central Division, three points ahead of Minnesota in that tight race for what really is Uh, home ice advantage in the opening round of the playoffs. So the Blues need this game. They are in the thick of a fight for uh, important playoff positioning. And the Islanders are catching them at obviously a difficult time. Right now, let's look at the line combinations for the Blues. Ryan O'Reilly is the top-line center with Brendan Saad and David Perron on either side of him. Robert Thomas centers the second line. Pavel Buchnevich is to his left. Vladimir Tarasenko to his right. And you remember, during the offseason and early in training camp, we were talking a lot about Tarasenko, how you know he wasn't happy in St. Louis, wanted to trade. Wouldn't he be a great fit for New York Islanders. Well, yeah, he he would have been, uh, but he stuck it out in St. Louis, and I'll tell you, Tarasenko, 19 goals, 46 points in 48 games. He has not only stuck it out in St. Louis, but he's playing well. Third line, Braden Shen, with Jordan Kairou to his left, even Barbashev to his right. And then Tyler Bozak is the fourth line pivot with Dakota Joshua and Oscar Sundqvist on either side of him. On defense, Nico Mikola and Colton Pareko are the top pairing, Justin Falk and Tori Krug, the middle pair. And then Jake Wallman and Robert Bortuzzo are the third pairing. The power play, we mentioned it. They are dangerous. David Perron drops back to the point, and they go with Shen, O'Reilly, and Cairo up front. Justin Falk on the other point. And then on the second unit, Tarasenko goes back to the point along with T- tory Krug. And you have Thomas, Buchnevich, and Barbashev up front. This is a talented, talented team. Huso and Bennington are the goalies, and right now, no players on injured reserve, but the Blues are healthy. Still not sure whether the Islanders will have Chara and uh, Barzal back. Today, the Islanders made only one shift in the lineup, and that was sitting Ross Johnston and putting Matt Martin back into the game. Johnston played very well two games ago, not so well uh, against Colorado, the the switch in the lineup made sense given the circumstances, but did not end up producing all that much. So the Islanders are going to have their hands full. St. Louis, to me, they are a team that is a Stanley Cup contender. And it'll be up to the Islanders to really dig down deep and try to come up with a way to 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 beat this team. And honestly... The way they've been playing this season, I don't know if they have it in them. Uh, The consistency, the the desire, that it factor that makes the difference between winning 3-2 and losing 4-3. This year, the Islanders just don't have it. The Blues are on paper right now, the better team, and they have to be aware. Look at the, the power play situation here for St. Louis, and we talked about how good their power play is. 10 different players make it 11 different players have at least one power play goal for the blues and the amazing thing is five players have five goals each. no player has more than five goals and then three other players have four. they just have excellent balance on the power play and beware. When the Islanders are on the power play, and this is something that, you know, the Islanders have given up a few too many shorties, seven shorthanded goals already this season for the Blues, this is something that the Islanders have to be careful of uh, on Saturday afternoon. Hopefully they can pull it together and get a better performance. Again, I'll be live tweeting during the game, and we'll have all of our key takeaways coming up uh, on Monday's show. We've got more to get to on today's episode, our Islanders birthday of the day. Coming up, uh, uh, an Islander who overcame a major injury to resume his NHL career and actually had two stints with the team. We'll talk about that and a lot more when we return on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Online. Football may be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. And if baseball ever gets underway again, Bet online, I'll have you covered there as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and we want to wish uh, a very happy 45th birthday on Saturday to former Islanders defenseman Brian Berard Berard. Uh, Native of Woonsocket, Rhode Island, was the very first overall pick by the Ottawa Senators in the 1995 draft, but made his NHL debut with the Islanders in 1996-97, had eight goals and 48 points in 82 games uh, with the Islanders that year, and uh, then had... 14 goals, which was his career high in 1997, 98, and 46 points. A a good offensive defenseman, Berard, very effective on the power play. Midway through his third season with the Islanders, he was traded to the Toronto Maple Leafs, then went on to play for the Rangers, the Bruins, the Blackhawks, the Blue Jackets, and returned to the Islanders. For his last NHL season, which was 2007-2008, but during his time in Toronto, Berard suffered a serious eye injury, sat out all the 2000-2001 season, actually announced his retirement before coming back to play again for the Rangers, Bruins, Blackhawks, Blue Jackets, and Islanders. And I'll tell you, heroic, uh, playing with limited eyesight in one eye, and In 619 career NHL games, 76 goals, 323 points, and 500 penalty minutes. You add 20 playoff games, none of those were with the Islanders. Two goals and 10 points in those. Barrard, dynamic with the puck, and always fun to watch. Could shoot from the point very well. We're going to go back and look at one of his better games with the Isles. December 10th, 1996, Islanders... Hosting the Coyotes at the Nassau Coliseum. It was Nikolai Hobby Bulin in goal for the then Phoenix Coyotes. Tommy Sallow wearing the fisherman jerseys for the Islanders in goal for your New York Islanders. In the first period, only one goal. It was Marty McGinnis, his eighth from Derek King and Travis Green, just two minutes and 48 seconds into the game. Isles up one to nothing and that's the lead they took into the second period. Then Brian Barrard doubles the Islanders' lead 38 seconds into period two, his third of the year from Marty McGinnis, 2-0 Isles. The Coyotes get on the board, however, at the midway point of the period. Keith Kachuk, his 12th, from Mike Gartner and Chris King at 9.58. Isles' lead cut to 2-1. But then Ziggy Palfi is 18th from Doug Huda and Nicholas Anderson at 10.40. Gives the Islanders a three-to-one lead. Then the Islanders' power play goes to work. Jeff Finley off for holding the stick. Brian Smolinski his fourth from Nicholas Anderson and our Islanders' birthday of the day, Brian Barard at 12:11. Islanders up four to one. Claude Lapointe gives it a five-one lead for the Islanders. Ziggy Palfi and Brian McCabe the helpers. Then with the Islanders short-handed late in the second period, Lapointe. Uh, off for holding the stick. McCabe, his third, a shorthanded goal for the Islanders. McGinnis and Anderson, the assist. Then with five seconds left in the second period, Nicholas Anderson, his third. From our Islanders' birthday of the day, Brian Barard and Claude LaPointe. Islanders up by a score of 7-1 to one after 40 minutes. Nicholas Anderson adds to the Islanders' lead early in the third. His fourth from Palfi and Smolinsky. Oleg Teberdowski gets a shorthanded goal midway through the third to get Phoenix a little closer, but the Isles skate away with a dramatic one-sided 8-2 win. Nikolai Habibulin pulled, and uh, Darcy Wakaluk finished up and played the third period, allowing that last goal. For Brian Berard, our Islanders' birthday of the day, one goal, two assists, a plus four, and he had three shots on goal, Nicholas Anderson, two goals, three assists, five points. That was his big game as well. Tommy Salo, 28 saves to earn the win. The Islanders, 30 shots on goal, and the Coyotes, 30. But for Brian Berard, a solid performance there. And again, you know, I I enjoyed talking to Brian Berard when I got the chance to interview him during his second tour of duty with the Isles. And, uh just a, a an all around good guy and it was great to see him be able to make that comeback and overcome his injuries as a result of those he ended up winning the Bill Masterton trophy in 2003 2004 for dedication to the game of hockey and that was well deserved all right game big game coming up Islanders need to, to get this one going, they just can't seem to consistently get on track. Hopefully we see a better performance now that they are well-adjusted to the time zone as they return to New York and uh, get ready for the second game of this six-game homestand. We will be back on Monday as we have our key takeaways from Saturday's game. We look ahead to a game Monday as well, the next game of the homestand, and we'll have the latest injury updates and Islanders news. Thanks for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Steele Roden and Flip Livingston help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.